Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. This is Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net. I'm with uh, Glenn and Darcy, Glenn, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, Darcy, what they, Darcy White.ca. It's a pleasure to be here and today we will be discussing how do you figure out what you want out of life? Um, I have, a, I surround myself with people. That I'll, I'll get us started. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah please do it. I surround myself with people that are. Uh, I like to surround myself with people, people who are smarter than me, more advanced in certain areas of their lives, and uh, and that was a question that came up once, and I I found that was a very deep question, and I hope that. Uh, uh, people in the audience will take the time, you know, to reflect themselves on this question. Uh, it made me think. Um, I know for myself, what do I want out of life? Uh, every year around the New Year's New Year's time, I take a I, I book a hotel and I I spend one night at the hotel and I do a mini retreat, and I where I plan out the I try to plan out the goals for the year to come. And this year, what I did was I looked at a few a few goals. And I worded them as goals of me being of service uh, to a greater purpose. So, but what I wanted to say, so that way, you know, they, there is a mission. There is a sense of mission, a sense of uh, duty in me accomplishing those goals. So that way, those goals had a greater sense and purpose for me. And the other thing I do when I go on those retreats is I remind myself that life is not a dress rehearsal. So I make sure that during the, the year to come, I will do things that are meaningful to me, that are important, and that uh, contribute to my happiness. Because when you work on goals, you think of, okay, there is the goal needs to be achieved. The goal is in the future. And you some somehow there is this conception that, uh, you're going to be at a higher level. You, something something different is going to happen when you achieve the goal. Maybe also maybe a higher level of happiness. And I try to counter that idea by reminding myself to make sure that I include in my today life what really matters to me. And uh, I know for myself. Uh, so the very simple things, spending time with family, quality time, alone time with my wife, alone time with my daughter, time all all four of us with our dog, um, having fun, being silly, and also spending time uh, playing beach volleyball, indoor beach volleyball. That's really important to me. Uh, physical activity, running after a ball is very important to me. Um, and also socializing. That's one of the things uh, that makes me the happiest is to socialize with other people. Uh, I like uh, I like discussing uh, entrepreneurship. So I, I love to socialize with fellow entrepreneurs and talking ways to help each other, ways to grow. Um, uh, and also uh, the Buddhist philosophy has, has taken on a, a bigger a bigger importance in my, in my everyday life uh, with uh, this idea of renunciation and being happy with very simple things, you know, um, so I know for myself, you know, I enjoy uh, fizzy water, uh, bubbly, like really a lot, uh, drinking tea. I have a, a whole selection of teas and uh, uh, I have teas throughout the day with a specific tea at specific times. I meditate every day for about uh, 20 minutes to half an hour, in the, usually in the sauna at the gym. And I listen to, to Dharma talks at night and um, enjoy uh, 
words of wisdom by uh, uh, Buddhist monks. And yeah, yeah so Good. insistence on relationships and, and friendships, you know. Uh, I, I try to send out every day at least. I have a, a WhatsApp group for different groups of friends and I try to, to post something funny on there, uh, make a joke or something silly to stay in touch, but also try to, uh, you know, uh, lighten my day and, and put myself in a, in, a, in, a, in a funny mood. I like it. Um, yeah. With this, um, I don't know, like we don't talk a lot about what um, the three of us do besides the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every month we we get together and we, we do set goals and we plan for the next month, right? And then we review our goals and what we did, right? And that's how this whole thing started, right? Um, and what we were talking about, I believe it was last week, we were talking about uh, setting up our vision boards, right? And um, for myself, even just having this question that Ari put out to the group about like for figuring out what you want out of life, it made me realize that my vision board isn't fully even there, right? But it does mm -hmm. give me the plan of what I want for my life, right? So um, maybe quickly for my vision boards, like I like to make them as real as possible. So for instance, I wanted a pool. It was in my vision board. So I found a picture of a pool online, but then I added a picture of my back, uh, my backyard as the background in it to try and make physically like like visualize i can see it there because i took a picture of my backyard cropped off uh and i took a picture of a pool or found a picture of a pool cropped off the background and just laid it over top so it looks like it's in my backyard right um and so try and make things as real as possible but when i anyway back to this what i realized is like a lot of my vision board was all business right it mm. didn't have enough of what lifestyle i was picturing like what i thought whenever i was you know, done or retired or however I was picturing my future, it didn't have enough of how that looked, right? I have to visualize how this is going to look. Otherwise, I'm never going to get the steps to go there, right? Um, and family, it didn't have enough, it didn't have any family in the on the vision board, right? So this, these are the things if you're doing a vision board, you really need to, to do this, right? And what it really made me think about is thinking about what the future looked like, and it made me realize what I need to change. And when a lot of it could be baby steps, but even some of the big steps of just hiring people to do certain things, you're like, why am I waiting to do this? Like I could be doing this now. I can be making steps towards this future goal. Why is everything yeah. so far in the future? Like, what do I, can I do now um, to change the passive levels of my business, to take some of this stuff away from me, to free up more time. What I noticed over this last um, since September, since I really got back into it, is I'm working more than I used to before I took the break in the summer, right? Um, I used to have this down and I've took back in things and it made me really realize like, what am I doing, right? It, it I, have, I have to rethink about how this looks, right? Um, the other thing is, even if you're trying to build this all out and make this super passive, um, you have to have some things in there that are going to challenge yourself. Like if you're just going to sit on a beach, you're going to be bored. Yeah. Right. What are you going to yeah. do? Like, what are you going to do? Right. When you, when, if you, if you're planning your, you know, what you want out of life, um, if you say do nothing, that's not going to be good enough. <laughs> no. No, no, I don't no. think anyone wants to do this. Right. And no. um, I wrote a whole pile of notes down. And one thing that just kept coming up when I was thinking about a lot of these things is a lot of it is all good and well, but a lot of it still in my mind goes back to money. Right. 
um, how, you know, for your goals and what you think it's going to look like. It's, you know, you, you money is a big key. Like, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to get my monthly cash flow if I'm not doing all the work, right? Um, and a part of me thinks it came from, I think it's been ground into me from my parents, right? To to think about, um, to have a, a slight fear of not having enough money, <laughs> right? And so um, even still, even to leave my job, I couldn't do it when it was like I was making the same as my day job, right? It had to be much more, <laughs> right? Um so I, a lot of these things, that, what I was just talking about was kind of, instead of being specific, it's kind of my process about what I was thinking about when I was trying to build my vision board. And that's kind of it. As, as a lot of um, what what would level of income would make me comfortable? What do I plan on doing with my family? And in these, this picture I have of my family, are they all old too? <laughs> like, <laughs> when is this happening, right? Yeah. They, it's all these kids, are my kids going to be old too, right? You got to kind of think this and, and if you can um, even make pictures of this or find some pictures and prop your own pictures of your family into these uh, other people's like beach vacations or whatever you have planned. Um, I think a lot of it without actually going into mine is was a lot about planning what it looks like and then backtracking to when it happens and then backtracking to what do I have to do to get there? Mm -hmm. It's very strategic. Yeah. That's, I like the way you think. Um, I'm on kind of a, I was took a tiny bit different track, but. Okay, no, um, let's do it. Yeah. So I, I thought about this and I recalled that um, uh, my youngest daughter and I watched a movie uh, where a wish was involved in the plot. And if you, you would get your wish, but your, you know, the source of the wish was actually kind of evil and it would turn out to be something that destroyed you. So we paused the movie and said, you know, what would you wish for? And I said, really? Um, just a long and happy life. Like it would have to be happy, uh, you know what? It, and what? And so that's when I started thinking about what would, you know, what do you want in life? Is is it just mere, merely happiness? And that's not nothing to to sneer at. Just to be happy. A lot of people suffer to be happy. So um, I do think that's kind of it. And how do I? How did I figure Hard to out? Define what, that though. <laughs> it is what what makes you happy. So I went through what are the things that really core things that make me happy. Um, I thought. You know, whatever I'm doing or wherever I'm at, times I've been really unhappy. I've been misaligned with what I'm doing. It hasn't aligned with my values. I felt this is stupid. I'm either wasting my time, I'm working at the wrong things for the wrong people, or I'm just doing something I don't care about. And that made me miserable. And it wasn't the job itself. I've had miserable jobs. I've worked in summertime heat, chipping gravel off the top of a tar and gravel roof all summer. That is a miserable, heartbreaking job. Um, that's not a great, it's, you know, and that didn't make me unhappy. I loved it. I worked all day and then we were allowed to climb down at six. You weren't allowed to come down. You had your lunch up there sitting on galvanized hot tin, oh. eating your lunch and just baking. And remember, I'm Scottish. I've got freckles and I'm the color of cod. So sitting on a roof all day, all summer, I'm like lobster red. It, you know, I don't, I wasn't unhappy. It was a good job. I had a dream and, you know, that money was going to help me buy um, a 1978 black Fender Stratocaster. And it did. So I had a plan, right? Uh, so I've been miserable with my life. It was a goal and you did it. There you go. Yeah. It aligned with my values. I need this. I value this. I need a black Stratocaster. I'm going to do this. Um, so I had to 
it ha- whatever I'm doing has to align with my values. And that that's what I want in life. It has to line up so that I'm happy. Um, I know for me that I want something that I can put my, my energies into it. I have to be interested in it. I have to be passionate about it. There's really great things out there to do. I'm not passionate about it. I'm not interested. And you might be able to convince me to say, hey, help me with this. But if my heart's not really into it, you don't want me. Um, you just don't get the best of me in something like that. So let's not do that. So I know I don't want those things. I want things I'm passionately engaged in that align with my values. Um, I do know, you know, and if you look at my past, I've been a pastor, a teacher. Um, uh, I believe my, you know, role in housing is to serve other people. Um, it has to be serving other people. I've served as a volunteer as a, in prisons, in um, with Covenant House as a peer tutor, uh, for street people helping them get their um, uh, resumes together together, and to get into housing, to get into education programs, to get funding. I've written grants, uh, served on all these other charitable boards. I want to be useful. I want to help other people. That That's part of what I want in my life. So I have to be passionately engaged. as aligned with my values. I have to be helping other people. And I also have to be working with them because it's really lonely for me to work by myself. You know me. I talk all the time. If I was stuck in a room by myself, I'd go insane. And I'm not saying that in a vernacular sense. I think I would lose my mind. So how do I work that out? So what are my strategies? Well, I talk all the time to myself and to my poor dog. Um, <laughs> I talk to all my all my friends and employees. They hear every stupid idea I have and some of the good ones too. Um, I certainly journal and I read a lot. I pay attention. I look around all the time. What's working? What's not working? Wherever your sources of you know input are, I pay attention to that. Um, and then I talk it over with, with people that are wise, like our discussions before we record these, my discussion with my therapist, my discussion with mentors and friends, and honestly with my business partners and with my wife and my kids. You know, they're old enough now. My kids are 18, 22, and 24. They're really smart um, and they're not afraid of me. They're not afraid to challenge me. And some of my best ideas in the last couple of years have been talking about my kids and they're going, dad, that's not right. That's not right. You can't say that. Your thinking's fuzzy. I don't like that. That's not, you're not thinking hard enough. Um, that kind of stuff sharpens um, your thoughts and helps you figure it out. If you're not sure, I mean, those are some st- strategies that you could employ. Um, maybe like me, they have to align with your values. You have to be passionate about it. And if you're in the wrong thing, you got to get out. I mean, to borrow Ari's idea, this is not a dress rehearsal. You don't get a second shot at this. What a tragic waste of your life if you go for 30 years doing something that you hate, that gives you no pleasure, no passion, and is of no value to anybody else. Um, Don't do that. I mean, what is, um, I'm trying to think of that poet. What do you do with your one beautiful life? Um, Shoot. She's a nature poet. Um, beautiful uh, work of poetry. She says, what do you do with your one wild, beautiful life? One of our readers send in and tell us what that poem is. I got the book on my shelf. Um, I do think of Hunter S. Thompson, his quote, and uh, he's a journalist and uh, celebrity journalist, but he says, life should not be a journey into the grave with the attention of just arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather you skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up and totally worn out and loudly proclaiming, wow, what a ride. I want to be tired at the end of all this and totally and completely spent. If I die with some reserves left, that's a waste. So I'm going to do one final, like, you know, something and a cough and expire. That's my, that's my perfect ending. So I don't know. 
I got a little dark, did it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. I find it kind of hopeful. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, well, thank you, everybody. Hopefully, those uh, thoughts of ours will have triggered thoughts of yours so that you can, uh, uh, yeah, have a little look at yourself and, you know, where you're headed and what, what it is you really want out of life and what really makes you happy, you know, what what should you be, what are your values, how could you be aligned with those yeah. values, how can you be attuned with your environment or attuned with others and, uh, yeah, hopefully... You, you find um, you gain out of this conversation. Yeah. Ari, it's Mary Oliver, the poet, American poet, Mary Oliver. She awesome. says, what will you, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a question for everybody. That's your fundamental question. Yeah. Sorry, Mary Oliver. <laughs> okay. So thanks for tuning in. So it was uh, Aurelien, the, mindf- at the, the mindful investor at net. Uh, Darcy at darcywhite.ca and Glenn, glennsutherland.com. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to submit your topics, advancedreitalk at gmail.com, advancedreitalk at gmail.com. And thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody.